Hello and welcome to KMUK's Kind to Your Mind podcast. There's no two ways about it. This year has been hard. We're all doing our best, whether that's struggling homeschooling and Zoom calls, filling our time on furlough or going into work every day to keep the country moving. When you're having a tough time, it's pretty tempting just to retreat into yourself and feel like you're the only one struggling. Spoiler alert, you're not. And that's what this podcast is all about opening up and sharing about a variety of topics to make us all feel a little less alone. There's power in talking, so let's chat. We'll cover everything from how to support a colleague or friend, personal stories of living with mental health problems, and a variety of general wellbeing topics like domestic abuse and neurodiversity. So let's get started. So today we are joined by bid manager Angela Benson who is here to talk to us a little bit about domestic abuse and why we should be concerned about that as an employer. Hi, Angela. Thanks for joining us. Could you just introduce yourself, please? Oh, hi, Joanna. Thanks for having me on today. As you already mentioned, I'm the commercial bid manager for the UK and I'm in a national role, normally working out of the Liverpool office. And in my free time, I chair a local charity called Chester Women's Aid, and we support survivors and raise awareness of domestic abuse. Great. Thank you, Angela. So can you just give us first a quick overview of what you're here to talk about today? Yes. So what I'd like to talk about today is domestic abuse, uh, namely what it is and why we're talking about it in the context of the workplace and well-being. Great, thank you. Could you define domestic abuse for us? I think there'll be some people who aren't quite sure what it means. Yes, I think that's sometimes the the hardest part is, um, you know, people still have a, a sort of picture in their mind that domestic abuse is uh, what is formally referred to as domestic violence. And that usually only refers to physical violence, like hitting, kicking, slapping and biting. Um, but domestic abuse is actually um, the abuse of power and control over one person by another. And it can take many different forms that include psychological abuse, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, and economic abuse. Um, and, and one of the evidence of the broadening definition of this is when coercive control uh, became a crime in the UK in 2015. And that is, you know, just showing that it is not always about a physical act, that there's many different ways that people can abuse one another, unfortunately. I'd also like to point out that nobody um, is immune to it, so it can affect anyone of any age, of any class, of any race, of any ethnicity, any gender, any sexuality. So there's just no, um, there's no person that is unaffected by abuse, whether they are experiencing it themselves or know someone who's experienced it, whether they knew that or not. Thanks. That's really helpful. So it is a lot broader term than I would have expected. So it's useful to get that kind of context around it, I think. Why should we be concerned about domestic abuse as an employer? Well, there's a couple of, of reasons. I mean, there's, there's first of all, the human uh, element just of us being uh, people who work for an organization and we care about one another as colleagues, as an employer as employees, uh, managers to teams. Um, you know, we have a few thousand people that are employed by Kununagal in the UK. And the statistics show that one in four women and one in six men will experience domestic abuse at some point in their lifetime. I mean, they estimate 1.9 million adults aged 16 to 59 experienced domestic abuse in the last year. And we still have a statistic, which is kind of shocking, that two women each week are killed and one man each week are killed in England and Wales by a current or former partner. 
So if you take those statistics and you look at the size of our organization, just statistically speaking, we probably have uh, quite a few people in the organization who either are experiencing it right now or have experienced it in the past, and that may affect them now. Um, and I think it really, you know, we're looking at well-being as an organization and as an employer, and this is a significant uh, contributor to uh, mental health and, and making sure people stay safe. Well, those statistics really are shocking, aren't they? I think yeah. it's sometimes easy to think that something that doesn't happen to anyone you know, but when you hear statistics like that, you realise it's very clear that you probably will have interacted with someone who who has been a victim. So where could a colleague from KNUK get help? So say someone's listening to this and they think, actually, I do need help. Where where would you suggest they go next? What what should they do? As you know, I've, I've asked you to put up some resources on the Wellbeing UK page, which you've done. That's great. So there's three um, national areas uh, of resource that can help people. The first one is the free phone 24-hour national domestic violence helpline. That's run by the National Women's Aid and Refuge, two big organizations in this area. So they have a website, they have a free phone number that can be accessed. I think that's a great first port of call. There is also a Bright Sky app, and that's an app you can put on your smartphone. It looks like a weather app, but when you open it up, it will give you resources and information about where to find help on domestic abuse. And finally, there is a National Domestic Abuse Advice and support line specifically geared towards men. That's called Mankind. So those are three uh, main resource areas. Now that's obviously when you need resource, but if you are in immediate danger, you should call 999. And also locally. So if, if you don't want to call a national helpline, for example, or you know of organizations in your local area, there are dozens and dozens, just like us here in Chester, we're a local organization, and there's dozens of that all over the country. There's also a lot of very specific uh, resources for um LGBT helplines or language specific helplines like Polish and Arabic or religious specific helplines like Muslim and Christian and Jewish and you know just so many specialist services it can sometimes be overwhelming so those three are the first ones I would say go to if you want a bit more specialist support you just need to do a little bit of searching on the internet and you should be able to find something. Okay that's really helpful thank you. Could you just tell us a little bit more about Chester Women's Aid just because I'm interested because I know that's the organization you work with personally. (laughs) Yes, I could talk about them all day long. I'll try to keep it short. But um, we are a charity that's existed in Chester uh, for over 40 years. Initially, um, when the women's aid chapters were starting up all over the UK, they also ran the refuge like many women's aid chapters all over the country. In the 90s, they stopped running the refuge locally in Chester and switched to more just raising funds um, and raising awareness of domestic abuse. And that is what we still do today. So we raise money and what we do with that is we give it to um, victims and survivors of domestic abuse, typically when they're escaping their situations or they've been in refuge and then are moving on to new housing. So we give them up to about 150 pounds and they can spend this for whatever they need that isn't paid for by statutory or government pots of money. So this can cover anything from school uniforms for kids who might be changing schools, uh, furniture that isn't covered. Um, You might be surprised to learn that a kettle and a toaster are not considered essential items by the UK government. So we buy a lot of those for people going into new houses. Crockery, curtains, we've had quite a few requests in the last couple of years for uh, smart doorbells that have cameras on them that add an extra layer of security for those um, people. So 
yeah, we try to help as many people as we can. And on top of that, we're developing some training programs for the local area to help employers deal with domestic abuse. Sounds amazing. A really great charity to be involved with. So thanks for sharing. And one of my last questions, I think, would be if I'm not necessarily somebody experiencing domestic abuse, Mm -hmm. but I'm concerned about somebody else, do you have any suggestions for what I could try and do? Do I speak to them? Are there resources for me Mm -hmm. to look at? Yeah. So actually, the the same advice applies. Those resources uh, that I mentioned earlier. So the free phone, the Bright Sky app, the Mankind uh, helpline, they can all offer support as well to people who are concerned about other people. I think the most important thing is that um, you try not to take direct action or responsibility. You know, if somebody has not told you that they're experiencing this directly and you have maybe a suspicion or a feeling, um, it's really important not to try and directly approach and discuss that. But you know, try to find these resources. There's a lot online as well about how to support people that you think may be experiencing it or that have told you they're experiencing it. I think a lot of people might feel they need to help that person escape immediately and and take a lot of direct action. But oftentimes, and maybe a bit counterintuitively, this can actually place them in more danger. The most dangerous time for anyone leaving an abusive relationship is when they're leaving or directly after. So that requires a lot of careful planning and a lot of, you know, that person also has to be ready to take that action because ultimately only they can make that happen. So it is a delicate thing. So really just read up, go to these advice lines, ask them to share your concerns and they will give you some good guidance on how to support the person you're concerned about. Great. Thank you for that. That's really helpful. So is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap it up? Any last thoughts to share? Um, I think I would really like to say thank you to the Wellbeing Project Board for taking this subject. It is still one of um, the last taboos. You know, it's still not very much spoken about in personal circles and much less so in professional and employer circumstances. So I really appreciate you guys being willing to take this subject out and discuss it with our employees and start to offer resources and signposting. I would also like to say that if anybody listening to this is concerned about their situation or that of anybody else, then, you know, do go to these resources or discuss it with your line manager and take care. Great. Thanks for joining us, Angela. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Joanna. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Talking about something as emotive as domestic abuse can be challenging, but we hope that it's been helpful. The resources that Angela mentioned will be linked in the podcast description or show notes, as well as being shared on our Kind to Your Mind, My Care and Community. Don't suffer in silence, look after each other and don't be afraid to ask for help. Thank you.